you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. Greetings,
got a little anxiety. Oh man, this is a big responsibility, and everything that has been done in the past would depend on me. Do you understand? Yeah. You know, it's just like you have you you have one run to win, and as a tail end of batsman who's batting, every other score which was done by the top order batsman batsman is dependent on this one guy. Do you understand the connection what I'm trying to say here? It's similar and, and, and when I was reading through the book of Joshua, I, I really felt, you know, there is a, whenever you want encouragement, you know, whenever you want, uh, you know, any sort of uh, help in terms of how do I look at things, I would just go back and look at the book of Joshua. There is tons and tons and tons of uh, instances how a personality called as Joshua has converted, you know, his personality into something big. You know, so this is one of my favorite chapter whenever I feel low. The reason because there's a lot of encouragement coming from the word itself. And it specifically speaks about how God tells you to be courageous. How God, how God instructs you to be uh, courageous in a difficult moment, in a difficult situation. So that's that's my that's my topic and I really don't have a title, you know, Penaj was asking me the title in the morning, what is the title? I really don't have a title, probably I'm going to encourage some of you to be courageous this morning. Amen. Can we pray before before we get into the word? Father God, thank you for this uh, beautiful day. Thank you for this amazing year that you have given. Every single promise, every single Every single vision that you have given, we believe that has come past, that is, that is going to come through by the end of this year, Lord. Well, thank you for shielding us. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for providing us, Daddy. Well, thank you for this place. Thank you for every resource that we have in our life. You know, that we can rely and, and, and understand who you are better every single day, Daddy. Lord, we pray for this next two months. That this next two months would be would be the, the, the best two months of this year. Amen. The best that we have not seen in this last 11 months, 10 months. We believe that it is going to change everything in this next few, few weeks, Daddy. But we pray and we submit all our meetings, all our conferences into your hand. You do mighty things, mighty, mighty things. And give us courage and boldness to glorify your name, your kingdom, Daddy. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. So, um, see, I'm, I'm someone who likes to connect with a lot of uh, uh, examples. You know? uh, I, I take examples from my own uh, very life and I try to connect whenever I preach. So, um, this morning, or rather yesterday, or day before yesterday, when, when Pastor Priti texted me saying that, um, do you have a word? I said, I instantly had this word in my head that the word was courage. And I, and I didn't have a sermon prepared, I didn't have a, a structure prepared, but I said, yes, I do have a word and I want to share. Because the moment I said yes, I felt there was a sense of this requirement for some of you to get here. Or maybe someone of, some of you watching is online. I don't know if it is for you, but you know, just be receptive. Just be, uh, just be expecting that you know it's it's going to touch your heart. It's going to touch some of you today. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um, so I start preparing on this. The first thing that I asked uh, my wife was, how do you define courage? Uh, and and she, uh, I don't know what clicked her, but she jokingly said that you know what I remember a cartoon way back in nineties called Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> How is Daniel connecting? Now he, she says that you know there is this dog, small cutie dog, and uh, uh, the dog is with two elderly uh, you know folks. There's one uncle and auntie who take care of. I mean, in fact, the dog takes care of this uncle and auntie. And every time there is a trouble in the house, the dog is the one who you know who saves, who who, who protects, who who, who kind of holds them together. And this uncle and auntie never learns. They yet end up getting into more trouble. But every single time that happens, a dog comes back and saves them. It has nothing to do with my sermon, but I'm just giving a description. Probably you can go back and check uh, whenever you feel like, what about the cartoon? All right, so 
my personal experience was uh, I was praying the other day and uh, uh, me and my, my little baby we were, we were in the room and uh, and uh, we she was playing and uh, I was just meditating and, and then praying and asking God to give a, a more uh, more insight about this topic and uh, Katie has this uh, a thing you know whenever we are around she is all excited I guess that's with all the babies there's no difference in that whenever we are around she's all excited she's all uh, moving her hands and legs she's just three months old by the way she's moving her hands and legs and everything the moment we step out of that room or for an instance there is uh, there is a power cut and the light goes off you know we could literally see her eyes popping out and, and she would have that little alarm going out saying that I need your help you know and and every single time that happens and we go and we touch her there is a sense of relief that we could see in her face there is a sense of calmness that we could see in her face and that made me thinking that this is exactly how we are as a, as a, as a children of God you know every single time where we are in a difficult situation we exactly like that vulnerable baby who looks for help and guess what who steps in every single time it's our Lord and Savior we are so privileged we are so so much of we have carry that access that every single time we call out there is someone to help us there is someone to support us aren't you glad about that aren't you happy about that you know that's that's what I want to actually talk about today the the love and the care and the courage that God brings just by calling him out you know, I pray and I believe that you know we all would develop this habit of calling on to God, not relying on 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 on. I'm not saying not relying on society, not relying on past, not relying on church. Those are definitely required, but more than important, more than you know, more than required is to call out to Lord at the beginning, at the start, when you feel trouble, when you feel trapped. You know, I pray that we are that generation. We are that generation who look to God first for the answer and then for anyone else. You know, no matter how big the trouble is, no matter how big the sickness or the disease is it, I would urge, let's look onto the Lord first and then look over the doctors. And, and there are many such instances wherein it has, it has come past, you know, it has actually happened wherein people submitted everything on, onto God there were angels that were sent. There were there were there were there were people who were saved from critical situations that they would have never imagined. Interestingly, we were watching this movie yesterday on Amazon Prime called as Coke Will Prayer. I, I think that's the right name. Coke Will Prayer. It's, it's about a, a incident way happened way back in uh, 1980s, where uh, where a terrorist went into a school with a live bomb. And they uh, and they put kids uh, into a particular room and they uh, demanded certain ransom. And they mentioned that if you don't give two million per a kid, there were like hundred kids, they will blow up the building. And in the whole chaos, there was this set of kids who decided that no, let's pray. And it was so brave of them to actually pray even in that situation. By the way, this is a real story. What I'm talking about. Just Google it up whenever you find it, I think it's Oakville prayer, Oakville prayer or something like that, I can probably put it on the group. And this set of kids starts praying and, and, and it, it, it actually activates the whole group which is about a hundred people, around a hundred kids and few teachers to actually pray and, and believe that this person is not going to harm us. Even if the bomb explodes, they're going to be come out, they, they're going to come out safe. And, and in that chaos, what happens, uh, you know, there was a little uh, you know, discomfort that happened with this person and the bomb triggers and the bomb actually explodes. And guess what, uh, the whole story wraps up, bomb explodes, the entire school is on fire. This guy has a gun which, is, which has live bullets, the bullets were running here and there. And guess what, after this whole incident, kids, the whole of 98 kids were safe. They were injured, but none of them were dead. The only two people died was those 
terrorist who was trying to attack that camp. And, 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 and then the investigation started when they looked at the nature of the bomb. It was such a big bomb that that could have entirely blown up the place without no, no trace. And then started a series of events where kids started talking about that they saw someone during this whole event. And kids started talking about this lady who was wearing a white dress and who was giving them an instruction, you know, what to do and what not to do. And interestingly, every kid that was hundred of kids saw this different old lady in a white dress coming to them, talking to them, encouraging them in this process. Moreover that, the scientific, uh, you know, the, the, the bomb researchers, they, they kind of figured out that bomb which was supposed to explode like, like in, a, in, a, in a bigger manner, it went in a vertical level. And when they started discovering and they started speaking about this to the kids, kids mentioned that in the middle of the room, they saw a big tower of white people standing. And this was nothing but the angels that were sent by God Himself. Which happened in this case, see, in reality this is not possible, but we think it's not possible. That happened. That happened. The scientific expert says that when the bomb exploded, instead of going it around the room, it went towards the roof. Why? Because there was a tower of these angels who were standing and guarding every single kid there. That was supernatural. I would encourage the very uh, beautifully made movie. It, it, it gave us a lot of courage and, and somewhere it connected to my you know, sermon today. We were watching this last night. So, whenever you get a time, just, just, just have, a, have a look. Now, my question here is, uh, you know, Joshua had this big responsibility of taking uh, 20 million people across uh, the promised land and uh, it was a tedious task for him because, of course, you need to understand the, uh, the rationality of Israelites those days. They were already tired, they were, they were already talking about many things that why they, have, they are here and everything. But I want to take you back, uh, okay, before that, Let's define courage. What according to you is courage? I googled this up and I got this definition, courage. Go to the earliest slide. What is courage? The definition of courage is ability to do something that frightens one bravely. Now, uh, I have to do certain tough tasks. You know, I, I, I require courage for that which means I am the one who is going to execute it. I am the one who is responsible for it. Now we always have faith in God. You know, we can have faith in another person, but I cannot have a courage in another person. Are you understanding the difference here? Right? I can, I can have faith in, let's say, Sefi, that he is capable enough of executing so and so task, but I cannot have courage. He is the one who should bring that courage. You know, I define it. Courage is taken by you and the, and the dependency is on God. Be with you. Courage is an action that is taken and the dependency is on God. Faith is an action and dependency both on God. Are you understanding the difference? Because in courage, you are the one who got to take the first step. Yes? yes. But yes, you need the support. You need the, the, the guidance from God. Where in faith, I have complete faith that God will do this for me. God is going to take a side. God is going to make me go the other side of the, of the line. So it's, it's in two ways that we got to connect. And most of the times when we are in that situation, the pay, place where we miss is to take that step. What I said, the action is yours, the execution is from God. But where we lack is the action. Where we miss is the step that we have to take. You know, just, just remember um, the, this instance where Jesus is calling Peter to run out of that boat. 
in the middle of the storm, right? In a, in a, in a, in a fraction of a second, Peter goes for sure. You know, there was a lot of faith which was built. He executed. But the moment the execution got shook up, he actually started drowning into the water. But the good thing that he did was he at least took the first step. And that's where you and me need to focus. In the next scenario where we are, where we need ultimate courage, can we take that first step and then rely on God? Can we, can we take that first movement and then focus back on God to actually push us to the next level? Amen? Amen. Now, my question about this again, Joshua, why this whole scenario happened? For that, we have to go to uh, Numbers, uh, chapter 13, verse 31 to 33. Can we read this together? But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored divorced those living in it. The all people we saw, they are of great size. We saw Nephilim, the descendant of Anak, and come from, from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. Now, this is an instance where Moses had sent some spies, uh, you know, to see, or rather to plan, how can we enter into their land. What does the promise of the God says? The promise of land was already given to them. Amen. Amen. It was just the step that they were supposed to take to go to that land. And, and, and here are these few gentlemen who went as a spy and came back discouraged. You know what? They look like giants and we are like grasshoppers in front of them. Basically what they were trying to do is they were trying to misplace the fear they were fearing the wrong things. If they had that faith and the courage in God, this fear wouldn't have been a reality. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If they had faith, if they had courage that God is going to protect them, this statement which says, we seem like grasshoppers in our own height. They are degrading themselves. They are demeaning themselves, saying that we were small, they were giants. Now let me tell you, there is no giant in front of our God. There is nothing which is bigger than our God. There's no problem which can overcome or which can pass or which can tackle our God down. Our God is the biggest and the mightiest of all. Now, you read numbers, you need Exodus. There were many instances wherein this journey could have been fast-tracked. Yeah. Do you agree to that? Yes. But every single time when they lacked this personality or, 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 or this audacity of saying that I trust in God and I'm just going to go straight, they lacked that. They lacked that spine to say that I'm not worried. They lacked that instance of taking the step of faith, courageous step to the next level. And that was one of the major reasons that it took a long, 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 long. Are you guys connecting? So my message is pretty clear here. Let's not fear the wrong things. Let's not fear uh, the, the financial trouble that we have. Let's not fear the, the problems which is existing in your business. Let's not fear, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the issues that you have around. You know, let's focus back on God who can actually take this out of focus. Let's focus on God for whom these troubles, these problems are nothing. Amen. I, I see this, uh, you know, as a vision. You know, God is, is someone who reflects our problems and burn it down. You have those experiments wherein you have a, what is that called? Uh, what is that called? Where you pass through a sun ray and you can burn a paper. Magnifying glass. You know, I, I, I project this this way. You know, God is our magnifying glass and we are projecting our problems through him. What is God trying to do? God is trying to take that energy from us and he's burning our problems. 
He's eradicating our problems from our life. Let's magnify our Lord. Let's focus our God because He is the solution for all the troubles. He is the only way to get down of get away from all these issues that we have. Now, can I tell you one thing? I, everyone here has some or the other thing. There's no one who is like, you know, boss, I am perfect. I have no issues. Let me tell you, everyone has some of this. Can we, can we put this as our motive this week? Can we magnify, can we put God into that magnifying lens and focus on that lens? I'm sure the other side is going to be better because God is taking our reflection and he's burning down our problem as we speak. He's trying to take that out of our life as we pray over it. Amen. Amen. Are you excited about it? Are you, are you willing to do that? Now, now, if we don't do this, there are consequences that can happen uh, with generations to generations to generations that can come. Now, um, some, of, some of the things that you can learn in, 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 in Bible itself is, uh, I think it's there in the verse. Can you go to the next verse? Exodus 1.17. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. You know the instance, what exactly this is? You know, Pharaoh had instructed all the midwives. Now, midwives are, uh, you know, those people who would actually help a pregnant woman to deliver. So they were given an instruction, if it's a boy, make sure you kill the child then and there itself. But what did midwives do? Midwife feared whom? Look at this. Midwife feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt has done. Can you imagine what that did? That changed the whole history for, for, the, for the Israelites. Then there was Moses, then there was Joshua, then there was a big set of people who came and who changed the life of Israelites. You know, praise God for such midwives who fear God. You know, praise God for such people who stand in gap for you and me and, and, and they pray that, you know, I would do only what God would instruct. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to hear what they're going to do to me. Now imagine what would have been their state. Midwife, if they were not following the instruction, what could have been their end result? They would have been probably executed. Which means they were pretty sure for the fact what is the end result for them. But in spite of that, they were confident enough saying that, I fear God. I don't fear a king. I fear the king of kings who is Jesus Christ. And that changed the entire generations and generations to come. I want to urge you today, that church, that let us be that generation, you know, who fears God and who's going to change the path of the generations and generations that want to come. Amen. I pray and I believe that everyone here receives it. Amen. Matthew 10, 28, it says, Don't be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Now, I have a problem here. Like, this is, I'm, and I'm guilty of this. I, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, a good, uh, you know, person when this scenario comes. And, and I think most of you would connect. When we are on the high, and I think I preached about this earlier also. Whenever we are on the high, which means in high with God, okay? Whenever we are on that level with God, everything seems to be possible. Everything seems to be possible for us, which means huh, that trouble, that's okay. This trouble, that's okay. When you lose that connection, you know, and generally I've seen this as a trend with me whenever there's a conference happening. Whenever a conference happens, I'm here, I am on the top of the mountain. And the next few weeks are like the weeks where I live like, you know, the roaring 
lion that nobody can touch me. And then one instance happened, another instance happened, and then I feel that, oh man, this is so tough. You know, this is so much of trouble. I, 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 I don't think I can do this. And I tremble and I, and I have fear and I, and I go crazy. I go berserk and I start uh, calling a Pastor Priji and I call Pastor Kachi and I call Pastor Robin and I say, you know, this is what I'm facing. But this, this is where I think probably most of us are rather for me, I need to focus is that don't focus on this trouble. Don't, 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 don't be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Now that, that particular issue which is there, it can kill my body, but it cannot kill my soul. It cannot kill my existence. Because my identity is in Jesus Christ. So better I fear the person or, or, or the man or the, or the God himself who can destroy both body, both soul and body in hell. Amen. Can we magnify God? Can we magnify God? That's, that's what we have to do. Amen. Now... I'm going to give you a few uh, practical things, uh, how to be courageous. You know, that's how I, I have thought about the uh, transition of my sermon. Now, the initial piece, what we discussed was to encourage everyone, you know, how to take that faith of the step, first step, how to be courageous and put that first foot in saying that I am in this and I'm not going to, I'm not going to deviate from them. The whole focus is about magnifying God. Now, if you read, okay, let's take the next slide. The first point that, uh, you know, I kind of figured out is courage comes from presence of God. Praise God for, uh, you know, his, his thick presence in our midst every single time that we call, every single time, uh, you know, that we require that energy. Now, I remember an instance wherein, uh, me and Pastor Priji was discussing and I was sharing the, the, the burden in my heart and, and he said one thing which striked me very evidently and it says that, you know what, this problem would be there. But, you know, what if you put your problems aside and sit in the presence of the God, you get a capacity to face this problem. And that actually changed the whole vision that I had because most of the times when we are in the trouble, we give weightage to the trouble. I would say rather, let's go back, run and sit in the presence of God. Invite Him, invite Him to work in your midst. Invite, to, invite Him to do stuff that you think is not possible for you. Give your responsibility to God Himself. Amen. Let's read this. Joshua 1.5. This is God instructing Joshua, by the way. He says, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. And I will not fail you or abandon you or forsake you. Can we read that again together? Church, come on. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, come on, what else do we want? This is not uh, the Prime Minister of India saying that I am with you. Uh, this is not... Uh, you know, the head of United Nations saying that I'm with you. This is the creator of the universe telling you that I am with you. Amen. What else do we need? What else do we have to even think about it? That's the assurance that you and me carry in our life. Carry day in, day out. Which, which again, you know, I'm for sure guilty about this. I do miss this part whenever I get into trouble. But the idea here is to ignore that. The idea here is to say that if God has promised, who is in the world who can actually take this back from me? Who can actually even touch me? Who can, you know, have you seen those, um, uh, um, you know, movies or you can say series wherein you have uh, you have those those important personalities walking uh, along with their security 
especially if you've seen Hollywood movies, you have a US president walking and they, he has the shield of people around him. He has a bulletproof car, he has uh, a bulletproof vest on it, which means no one in the world can attack him. If anybody wants to attack him or kill him, they have to go through an army of people to actually even touch this person. Now, we might not see that in reality. We might not see an army of angels walking in front of us, but let me tell you, let me assure you for the fact there is angels walking in front of you and the back of you and on the top of you covering you like a shield wherever you go. Amen. Try and test it if you, if you don't believe me. Try and test it if you don't agree to me. There is an army which is trying to protect you wherever we are. We are trying to, you know, put ourselves in, in, in that space. And one of the best things that we can do is, can I, can I give you one, uh, one way that we can actually do this in a real, real way? Is to partnership with this person called as Holy Spirit. Now, I'm in love with Holy Spirit. I definitely love Jesus, no doubt about it, but I'm someone who really, really, really love this partnership that I share with Holy Spirit. And I've time and again preached about this. The benefit this, that this relationship brings changes your personality, changes your, 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 your tendency or the capacity to think. The moment you are filled in spirit, you are a different person. The moment you uh, accept Holy Spirit in yourself, you, has a you have a capacity to change things around you. You know, all of a sudden, a person who looked incapable, all of a sudden a person who looked, he cannot do anything, he becomes a leader, he becomes a game changer. Why? It's not his capacity, it was the capacity that was mixed or, or partnered with Holy Spirit made him more bold. Do you agree to that? Now, I don't know how many of you understand this. There's a wonderful series out there on YouTube, which Pastor Bridget did a couple of years back on Holy Spirit. Go watch it. It tells how we can partner and we can move in this relationship. Now, now the reason why I say I love so much, uh, there is so much of, uh, you know, Holy Spirit influence in me is because uh, I can reach out to Him for anything. The things that I can probably cannot share with my close person. I know there is someone that I can still run back. I know there, are, there, are, there, are, there is some issue which I can probably cannot even share it to my pastor. I can go to my friend, Holy Spirit, and I can pour this out, and not just pour this out, but also seek help to come out of that situation. I pray and I believe let our church be a spirit-filled church. You know, I pray that everyone here walks with the Spirit. Every decision that we make is, is Spirit-connected. You know, I, I love, um, you know, interacting with, um, with our leaders. And, of course, uh, I, I really look up to uh, all the pastors in the house, Pastor Priji, Pastor Kachi, and Pastor Robin. And... One thing that I really observe and really learned about all these people are that whenever I speak to them, you know, the words they speak, the words they actually uh, discuss with any of us is basically spirit-driven. And I have actually felt it most of the times. Uh, this week, me and Pastor Kachi were sitting and talking, and I think we spoke for uh, 40 minutes. Most of the times I, I spoke, uh, he was listening, he was listening. and. Uh, at the end of the conversation, he says that uh, as you were speaking, I was connecting with Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit was giving me, giving me advice, giving me suggestions that I can, I can share, I can, I can talk to you. So, so I was under the impression, Pastor Kachi, are you re really even listening to me? But, but that was not the point. But when he started speaking, it, it didn't feel like he was preparing that in his mind. It was Holy Spirit directly speaking through him. And it touched those areas of, of, of my, my life which actually opened up for me. And think about this, how, how cool it will be, you know, when you start partnering with Holy Spirit, you'll get the right words to speak. You'll get the right thing to do. 
you became you become more mature i tell you if you want to become more mature partner with him because he will tell you what not to tell in this stage he will act, he will give you the right words what not to speak when you are speaking to this person he will give the right ideas what you need to execute in a specific situation amen are you understanding are you able to connect what i am trying to project here are you with me yes can i get a big amen yeah. very good matthew 28 19 and 20 this is the instruction we all read about it uh, a ton of times can we read this again therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you and surely i am with you always to the very end of this age it says everything that he the partnership that we began last forever and of course one thing that probably i'll uh, give you as a tip is to keep this partnership going you know this is not uh, a silent partnership i hope you've heard the term of silent partnership wherein you are a partner but you're not in connection i i would encourage you to be a active partner here which means you feed in day after day after day see tell me how, how do you build a friendship interacting spending time knowing about that person every single time exactly like i i can be a friend with someone on facebook which probably i've seen like last 5 years but i cannot really call that as a friendship it's just a status which is there on the facebook but if i am partnering with my wife day in day out knowing her she knows me we share stuff this is more valued relationship that's something that you and me have to do that's something that you know we have to feed in every single day of our life amen it says i have commanded you and surely i am with you till the end of this age amen, amen. hebrews 13:5 says never will i leave you never will i forsake you now this affirms this affirms for the fact he's there he's there for us he's there whenever we call him out now that calling has to be starting from you that 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 first step should be from us the first step should be taken from your effort and that's where you got to be courage quite often you'll see in bible god will say that be strong and courageous like in the chapter of Joshua first itself there were three instances wherein god is confirming and affirming saying that you got to be strong and courageous i cannot be weak and courageous did you get that i cannot i cannot uh, have that sense of fear in the in the in back of my head and still do a courageous move i got to be strong i got to be bold enough to make that move Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'll tell you one funny instance um which happened to me in um, my previous workplace. Um I so uh I think this is couple of years back when I used to work in Manita Tech Park and uh I used to do a little late shift which used to last till 10 o'clock. So towards the end of the shift I had a lot of free time, you know, so which means nobody is there it's only me so I can do anything. no i do work so i used to go down and uh, i used to just find instances where i can actually start a conversation with a stranger and uh, most of the times i would find this cab drivers uh, waiting on the lane for their next pickup or anything so my uh, i think karan knows about this uh, we, we used to go for one of those uh, uh, you know boys night out and uh, we uh is to challenge ourselves if we can share a gospel to uh you know someone uh i know pastor priji used to be pushy he used to he used to give us go to that person go to this person karan used to be pretty quick and that i was i was the one who's always used to get scared and uh, this this instant happened that there was this cab driver there and 
And what, what is the conversation that I was thinking that I can strike to actually start this whole thing? And, uh, and my Kannada is of course not fluent, so I had to start in Hindi. And I went and asked, uh, uh, airport kaise jayenge? Like, uh, so he started talking to me that uh, you can take a bus, you can take a, uh, you can take a, you know, probably a cab. I wanted to tell a lot of things, but I started, uh, you know, that the fear in my heart. Okay, bhaiya, thank you. <laughs> I end my conversation there, and, and, and I'm like, I was so guilty. I was so, um, you know, I was so uh, unhappy for the fact that I had that courage, but I could not execute it properly. And then and, and I started praying that, God, how can I do this? Uh, you know, how can I correct this? Or how can I, uh, because I wanted to do this, because this is what you told me to do, and I couldn't execute. And I was so feeling uh, bad about this. And the next day happened. Uh, a week happened, after a month again, uh, uh, I went at the same time and I saw the same guy waiting there and I was like, this cannot be coincidence. Uh, this cannot be uh, uh, like just another case. And this time I, I took a, a step of faith and then and, and I went and I spoke again with the same conversation apparently, uh, but then he re recognized me and we kind of had a conversation starting on. And then I spoke, uh, I spoke and I said, I remember this, I said that God loves you. You know, I said God loves you. And, and I, I mentioned few things about God and I said, God bless you and I left. And I, as, I walking, as I was walking back to my office, I saw this guy running back to me. And I was wondering like, did I say anything wrong? Is he gonna hit me? It's the middle of the night, 10 o'clock. I have no one to call except Pastor Priji and other pastors here. I don't want to trouble them in the night. And I was, I was like really worried because this guy came running towards me and he says, uh, what did you say? I said, God loves you. And, 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 and he says, is that true? I said, yes, that is true. Uh, and he, he started asking, why would you say that? And that night I sat with him for about an hour and I spoke to him and I, I shared what I felt, I shared uh, what I could speak uh, out of that fear and, and we kind of become good friends after that. You know, he shared my, he, I, gave his, I gave my number, he gave his number and, and that, that kind of, uh, you know, made, uh, what do you say, a connection with that person wherein I could at least go back to him and I tell him that, you know, this is what I think about you. At least he won't judge me from that place. Now, uh, we are not in touch, but you know, I still do see him once in a while and somewhere that gives me a relief that I took that step of faith, you know, which didn't change the world. I'm not saying I changed the world, but I could make an impact even for that tiniest moment in someone's life is a good job for me. Is a, is a, is a great job done for me. And I, I felt relieved and I felt satisfied that there was something that I could do in someone's life. I could share a bit of happiness, you know, that could, uh, you know, that that person can hang on. Amen. Why? Because I know for the fact that he will never leave me and he will never forsake me. My, my encouragement, my courage comes from God himself. I have this absolute support. Amen. People who travel to office in cab, if you sit on the front seat, that is the point. Speak to them day in, day out uh, about God. I do this because I take like two hour journey from uh, my home till Belindur and I have ample of time. And uh, I, I kind of strike conversation, not all the times, but I, when I feel that, yeah, this is the right time to do it. And there are many people who actually come back to me you know, who, who texts me saying that, okay, hi, how are you doing? Now, I feel that if we can do that, there is some change that we can bring in society. Of course, that is not possible in your own capacity, but yeah, put God together. Praise God. Amen. Are you guys excited? Yes. All right. Let's go to the next point. Courage comes from following instructions of God. I read a post uh, about the riverbank low day before yesterday. Pastor Shayu says that everything happens in God's own time. Let's not mess it up. That's so true. That's so appropriate for yours and my life because we always have our 
agenda fixed before what God tells us. Let's, and that, that's actually, is, it, it's, at a, it's not a benefit for us. It's always going to degrade our relationship. So let's read this word, Joshua 1.6. Be strong and courageous because you will lead this people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestor to give them. Amen. God is trying to encourage Joshua saying, be strong and courageous because you will lead. God is giving instructions directly that you got to go this way. You have to do this because it's my will. It's my vision for you and me. Let's not deviate with our own plan. Let's not deviate with our own understanding because that is definitely not going to yield any benefit, any result. Can I tell you one thing? The fact that you are present here is not a coincidence. The fact that you're sitting here right now under this roof is not a coincidence. It is the plan of God that you have to be in the house of God this morning. Imagine this, you could have been anywhere in this world but you are here, that is the will of God. And praise God for people who follow instructions that comes from God. Because that's the right way of doing it. That's the right way of executing our life. Amen. Amen. Uh, can you go to the next... Uh, this is 2 John uh, of, uh, chapter 1, verse 6. It says, And this is the love that we walk in obedience to His commands. As you have heard from the beginning, His command is, you, is that you walk in love. Amen. One basic instruction that I would like to highlight here is follow His command. Follow His instruction at every stage, at every path. At every instances, every uh, you know mode, every uh, part of your life, because that is again the right way. And yes, his command is that you walk in love. Put love as a priority. Do, you know, there's always a bad and a good love with a bad intention as a good intention. God always projects it with a good intention. Amen. Let's go to the next uh, point. Courage comes from the word of God. You know, this sermon is actually, I don't know, for not, if not for you, for definitely for me. Because I've been guilty of all these points and God is trying and reminding me as I preach that Joe, these are the stuff that you got to do and stop thinking about anything else. What is word of God, if I can ask you? Anyone? It's a love letter, it's a love letter. beautiful, yes, what else? What is word of God? Anyone? It's power. It's power, okay. It's God Himself. Very good. Any any other versions? Is a living word. Yes, absolutely. I agree to everything that you uh, said. It's definitely life. It's definitely God Himself. It's definitely uh, you know power that comes into our life. Uh, can I can I can I give a different lens to it? Uh, can we look word of God as the instructions that we have to follow in our life? You need to start a business? Don't go to a B school. Go to word of God. There are a set of instructions which is given there. You want to get married? I'm sure go to a counselor, get a counseling and everything done, but root yourself in the word of God. There are clear instructions for marriage which is there. You want to change your life? Go root yourself in the word of God. There is instruction that is given. How can you do that? Courage automatically builds up when you bring your foundation strong on the word. See, I can stand here and I can give you all the points and all the you know, jazzy stuff that you can do and that you cannot do. And if it is not based on the word of God, this is not a sermon, this is not a service. I'm probably uh, doing, what is that called, uh, motivation classes. Everything that I spoke so far, if you 
don't agree towards the word of God, don't listen to it. Just take it off. Every single instance that we are trying to understand is, some, is, is connected deeply into the word itself. Amen. Amen. Joshua uh, 1, 7, 8. It says, be strong and very courageous. Come on, read it together. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Next. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Come on, what did that say? That gave everything that you have to do in, in two verses. The foundation if that is not strong in the word is not going to last forever. We, we, we get so excited, you know, uh, the other day I was uh, talking to one of my colleagues in my office and I was telling him, you know, like, bro, things that you have to do is spend time with God, uh, you know, read more uh, Bible, you know, encourage yourself to, uh, you know, listen uh, the word quite often. And he came back and he told me something which kind of broke my heart. He said, bro, I, I get this advice wherever I go. But I'm not looking for this. I'm like, see, that's where we go wrong. We don't look at the basics and we start looking at the theology at the graduation level. If you need to graduate yourself, we got to get the basics clear, if I'm correct. If I want to get my graduation level, I have to probably clear level one, level two, and level three. That's how I say I'm a fully graduate. But, you know, it's everything so fast, everything is so uh, paced in our generation that uh, if I give a normal word, they'll be like, that, that, that I know, why, why do you, I don't have to listen it from you. I need more fabricated word. Do you know that set of people? They will listen only the, the biggest and biggest and the topest. I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But how about getting the basics right? One of the basic is go back to the word. Root yourself in the word. Meditate on it day and night, every single day of your life. That's the foundation which brings the bigger things in your life. Can I prophesy over that? Can I, can I put that over your life? I prophesy that, you know, every day when we meditate and, and read this word of God, there is nothing that is going to stop you. There's nothing that is going to, you know, put you down from becoming successful. We are already successful people. Amen. I release that onto your life. You know, it's now our duty to practice it. It's now our duty to actually execute it. I'm guilty. I'm not saying that I'm perfect in this area. Uh, but yes, I'm trying. I'm, I'm putting that effort. And I want every one of you to actually do the same. Amen. The next uh, verse, Timothy uh, 3. 16 and 17. Can we read this again? All scripture is God. Is God? What do you mean by breath? God has breath over it. God has put his life over those words. You know, interestingly, when God created you and me, he breathed over the, over the, over the person that he had made. He breathed into the nostrils of the, of the person that he made. Which means... The life that we live is actually given by God himself directly. Exactly the same thing. The word that we carry is a living thing. Because God has breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. What we carry is a, can I, can I call it as a living organic thing? A word is an organic thing. It's a living thing. Most often we neglect it, uh, you know, just like another book, just like another, uh, you know, book on our table. And yes, we miss that. It's a living thing which we go unnoticed. Amen. Matthew 24, 35. Uh, okay, go to the next slide. Next slide. Next. Matthew. 
You don't have Matthew? Okay, Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass. That's what I say is, you know, there is always an upgrade in uh, theory. There's always an upgrade uh, in, in, in studies. Uh, you know, like uh, many, many years back, there was graduation was the biggest degree one can hold. Then it happened, if you are an MBA, you're the coolest guy. Then it became, if you are a B.Tech, you're the topmost guy. You know, God knows what is going to come after this. You know, there are upgrades in this education system that you see over a period of time. But one thing that's remained constant in this 2000 years of journey is the word of God. It will never pass. You know, there is a self-upgradation that happens with this living organism and that is applicable on you and me. Amen. Amen. Let's go back to Joshua. Joshua 1.9. Do we have that on the slide? Joshua. Okay, that's, that, that's, that's the one. Joshua 1.9 says, This is my command, you. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will, will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm trying to project here? I'm just trying to encourage... Um, saying that let's magnify God today you know let's focus on him today you know let's uh, let's get encouraged by sitting in his presence every single day let's yield ourselves towards uh, the word that is being released on your life and my life and let's make his spirit the priority to partner in every part of our life amen are you encouraged today I want, to, I want to actually end um, this by saying, go to the last slide. Do you have the last slide? The second Chronicles, yes. Just read this. There's a lot. Last slide, second Chronicles. I want, I want everybody to focus and read it. This is the way you mean. This is the way you believe in it. Can we do this together? One, two, three. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. I want to leave by saying, can we take that step? Can we be courageous at the first? Can we take that first step and, and, and face the battle which is out there? The moment we take that step, the battle is already won. The battle is already in our code. We have already won it. Why? Go out to face them tomorrow. What it does it say is go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. So you're not stepping into this battlefield alone, but you are stepping in with this person, with this, with the, with the God himself who's going to make sure that nothing happens to you. Amen. I don't know how many of you have got this but I certainly feel there is someone who 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 require encouragement who who require that push who require that 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 support to deal this situation and I and I pray and I bless this word into in the mighty name of Jesus and I release it in every single one in your life I pray that this acts up I pray that this come to pass I pray that you would start feeling encouraged you would start feeling that joy of stepping into that battlefield knowing the fact that you have God with you knowing the understanding of the that, that the God is trying to battle that God is trying to help you can we all pray can we all rise
know what, as we, as we learn the word today, I want everybody to call on to God today. Because the only thing that we need is God. The only person that can help is God. We need His presence to work in our life. We need to be obedient enough to follow His instructions day in, day out. You know, we need His power of word to act in our, in our life. Lord, I pray that this is a reality that we're going to see starting today. That whenever we are weak, we will be reminded of your word which says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. For the Lord your God is with you wherever, wherever you go. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that you are blessed by the word. We would love for you to be our guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website, dreamingrevival.com.